I've got Welcome no to Gardening Talkback on 2NURFM. It is Greg Richard with you for Gardening Talkback. And we've got Judy Sharpie in the studio today. Good morning, Judy. Hello, Greg. I'm glad to see you've got a green shirt on. Well, that's what I thought. I'll get into the spirit today. Yeah, Put yeah. some green on for gardening. No, good, good stuff. What do you got for us today, Judy? Oh, look, you know, at this time of year, everyone starts to concentrate on the garden, don't yep. they? Because they think spring has sprung. Mm-hmm. And it's up and down, very unsettled this year. But they also forget their indoor plants at the moment. All right. So I thought that I should, um, you know, maybe uh, give them a little push to have a look on the inside and see what messy, sick ones they've got. Just double-checking those plants that are inside. Yep, definitely, because what happens in the winter, Greg? Heating. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yes. It's all humid and warm inside. Yes, so they dry out badly and, um, you know, it's quite amazing... Um, I have a confession to make. I had a Madonna lily. Yep. That's a spatha film in the corner. And I realised it had, for some unknown reason, maybe not lack of water, because I do forget about it, I confess. <laughs> it was drooped over so much that you could have called it dead. So I did. Oh, and you pulled it out? Oh, no, I threw it over the balcony into the... <laughs> What are you laughing at? I've got a double-storey house. Everything I need to bin goes over the balcony and then I put it in when I get down there. Oh, fair enough. But I thought, well, if I throw it out in the garden, it might feel happy, but it didn't. So what we need to talk about today is everyone that's out in the garden, please check all your houseplants. Because today, you know, there's such a resurgence on having plants indoors, you know, to help with our breathing and our CO2 and... uh, um, but, you know, if they're starting to look a bit unhappy and straggly, they probably need maybe a good water, <laughs> like mine didn't get. Um, they definitely would um, benefit, say, f- from something like green flourish that you put in the water. Okay, yep. Um, and often indoor plants, they form like a salt level on the top of the surface you get a little bit of salt forming it's best to turn that over and top up with a new bit of fresh potting mix cut off dead leaves please don't leave the dead leaves on and uh, you know sometimes at this time of year you need to even change their position so that they're getting uh, you know the light changes doesn't it at this time of year I mean in the winter it's a lot lower so you, your plants might have been getting light through the window that now they're not. And they might be getting more light now as well. And they could well be, you know. So it's time to just look around inside and adjust your indoor plants and uh, give them a bit of TLC. And if all else fails, over the balcony. Throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, maybe invest in a new one because there's some magnificent indoor plants now that you put inside, strelitzias and a lot of very structural plants. Cactus? Cactus, yeah. I have to confess, I think cactus are on the wane. Oh, really? Mm. I thought they are popular with the kids. And... Succulents are. Succulents are very popular, but I think cactus might be just slipping backwards. Oh, oh that's a shame. It is, yeah, it is. It's a good it's a good plant, the cactus. It is, but, you know, they do take a while to get any size on them, whereas succulents get bigger quicker, and maybe that's the attraction. Right, yeah. Mm. It's Gardening Talk back on to when you are FM. We've got Grant from Brightwaters, and he needs some advice about using shell grit. 
Hello, Grant. Uh, hello, Judy. How are you? I'm fighting fit, dear. Yes, isn't it a lovely day to be out in the garden? It <laughs> is, but I, I, from looking out the studio window, it's getting very overcast, so we might get that wonderful oh, rain. Wouldn't not, that be down, good? not down here at the our end of the world. It's lovely down the South Lake. Oh, <laughs> well, it's the name, Brightwaters. It has That's to be right. sunny. <laughs> I, I, I did look up Brightwater's weather forecast on the, online one day and I got there was going to be snow. Then I found out that was in New York State. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> now what um, can I help you with? Well, um, on the ABC Garden Show a week or two ago, they said about some yellowing in the leaves uh, on your citrus trees to throw a handful or two of um, shell grit around them. Uh, to give them a calcium boost. Did, do you know anything about that? Oh, look, I have heard of doing that. Um, but, you know, yellowing leaves at, um, you know, towards the end of winter generally indicate that they're looking for their, their pre-spring fertilise. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I, did you, are they in a pot or on, in the ground? I, no, in the ground, yeah. yeah. So did you August, September it, I, give them... I did go, gave them some citrus fertiliser in August, yeah. Right, but you didn't give them poultry manure? No. No, well, no, you see, that's... That's they the do, magic, is it? It is, yeah. They do get their calcium from that, but um, certainly okay. it won't hurt to put shell grid around. Right. Mm, but it's a bit late now to use the poultry just in case, you know, we got a 30-degree day suddenly. So, oh, OK. Um, yeah, give, it, give the shell grid a, grow, a go, sorry. Right. Yeah, just uh, a handful or two around each tree, would that be sufficient? Yeah, but, you know, generally it's out to the drip line. Uh, yeah, 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 they're very surface rooters and uh, their roots tend to be out there. Um, right. But uh, the next time you're going to fertilise will be in March and yep. do the poultry manure and the citrus food then. Okay, right. Okay, okay. and now my second one is, um, is it safe to use your dishwater on the, uh, like from the kitchen to throw it out onto the garden or the lawn? There's no, with there's no build-up of... Um, detergent or anything that's going to cause any harm, is there? Uh, yes, it can. I mainly only use it on the lawn. Right. Um, you know, it's called grey water and you have to be fairly careful how you use it, yeah. uh, you know, particularly if it's out of the washing machine because, um, uh, you know, you've had all manner of dirt and... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've run those down in yeah. some bushes sort of on the, out, on the outside of my property, so... The, um, like the outside with no one, one does. so I'll give them all my washing water goes there but the, uh, just the, ki- the kitchen water we don't um, uh, have a lot of fatty food or anything so it's, it's, it's fairly clean water as far as that goes it just has more vegetable scraps that sort of thing yeah, that would be okay wouldn't yes, it yes that would be you must have a good di- diet Grant no fatty f- <laughs> no fat in the water oh, I'd better go home and take a leaf out of your book I think <laughs> Uh, we eat a lot of chicken, very, very little uh, of the red meat. <laughs> oh, right. right. But um, yes, uh, honestly, you never use it. I wouldn't use any kind of grey water if you're growing vegetables. Oh, no, no. no. I, I was only thinking more on the 
on the, um, the, the ornamentals and, yes. and the lawn. Yep. So. No, certainly you could do that. Uh, I remember there was um, a time, and I hate to always go back this far because people really think I'm young, you know. Um, but, <laughs> oh, I can if, tell you're only 29. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but if you say we go back 30 years, was it be 30 or 25? Um, and we were on water restrictions even at the nursery. We were only allowed to hand hose once every second day. But right. uh, at that time, uh, everyone was pumping their washing machine water out onto the lawn to keep their lawns alive. They actually uh, bought, um, you know, a connection to put their hose uh, on their pump-out hose on the washing machine. Right. And that yeah, was... Well, I, I actually have one that I, I run it out the laundry window and down through onto these shrubs in the lane next to us. <laughs> well, you're pretty organised, aren't you? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. OK, right. well, let's know how that shell grit reacts. Um, you know, you may need um, even to use some magnesium or some iron to get your leaves to go really green again. Right, yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and as for the cactus, gentlemen, the only problem with cactus is they only ever bloom on the 31st of May at midnight, so you, you miss the flowers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why Greg would like them. That's all of them. You don't have to water them. It's like his lawn, trust me. He doesn't water that either, Grant. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice hearing you from much. you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And we've got Rita from Warner's Bay, and she's got a question about orchids. Good morning, Rita. Oh, and a good afternoon, dear. Sorry. Yeah, it's almost afternoon. Good afternoon, Jodie. Yes, I, um, I have a real problem with, with orchids. No other plants but orchids. My daughter has them all around the house. She doesn't care about them. She's too busy with three kids. She never remembers whether she watered them or not. And they keep flowering, flowering, flowering. And I thought, well, I'll give it another go. And I bought one probably after my last visit to her house about two weeks ago. And I've got it here next to the window. And I haven't watered it much, just a little bit here and there. But uh, the buds are just falling off. I have okay. no idea what I'm doing wrong with orchids. It's driving me mad. <laughs> Reader, I, I need to find out exactly which kind of orchid. I think you're talking about Phalaenopsis. That is, it's probably got uh, hard leaves, not very big, and then not a very tall stem of plant. Yep, yep, Is that yep. correct? Yep. Okay. Um, because... Um, Cymbidium orchids, they would have finished flowering by now. Now, part of, part of the problem is, and it's not you, um, mm. I believe that a lot of Phalaenopsis orchids are imported now and they come in containers and their temperature is controlled. And then when they arrive, they then allow them to open. So they're not being raised under you know, normal conditions that orchids like. Uh, But now when you say the buds are dropping off Mm. uh, and you're watering it regularly, now I would imagine it's planted in like sphagnum moss. Yes, yes, and in a pot, you know, and uh, I didn't overwater. I just watered a little bit, but not too much because, like I said, my daughter doesn't seem to worry about it one way or another so I thought well I tried to do a bit a bit more like this sort of a bit neglecting but 
It's still dropping flowers. Oh, yes. Well, yes. you know who is an expert on these orchids is Scott no. Sharp. It is the only indoor plant he has, and I can tell you, he's like your daughter. He does nothing to it, and it sits on his kitchen table where it gets the morning sun, and it just keeps flowering and flowering. Yep. I don't know why. I think it should be very unhappy, but it's not. So, you know, I I can't give you a, a... an explicit answer if you're putting it in a similar kind of position where it's getting morning sunlight? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's getting sunlight. Right, right, okay. Um, the day, just light, you know. And uh, Well, my daughter's orchids don't get any sunlight at all, would you believe? Yeah, but it must be it's, a fairly light position. It's a light position, yeah, yeah. yeah. She has them, um, on the piano next to the window or near the window or she's got them in all different types of Position, you know, light, more light, less light, you know, all that sort of thing. It's just, uh, she, she must have, let's say, an orchid touch, not a green touch. <laughs> oh, no, she's just really, yeah, seems to be really um, lucky with orchids because that's the only thing she has. She's got three kids, very busy life, you know, and um, so they just thrive. So I thought, well, maybe there is something, a secret today. <laughs> Well, part of the secret, part of the secret I would do is ask your daughter where she bought her orchids from. Actually, that's a good idea, yes. Yeah, yeah. We won't say anything else on air. No, no, no. no, And and, uh, because you know where you bought yours from. Yeah, yeah. But my orchid grower, who's a specialist, he Mm -hmm. has actually been to Taiwan to mm-hmm. watch their pros. The orchids are coming now all over the world from Taiwan to America, and I can't believe they come in containers on the sea. Oh, my but goodness. But they are temperature-controlled, so yeah. they're actually put to sleep while, while yeah. they're journeying. And yeah. then when they get here, they change the temperature, and then, you know, well, when you think about it, the poor old plant's suffering, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. um, I make a point of only buying for my stock orchids that are grown in Australia. But, yeah. you know, check with your daughter and uh, I'd be interested to hear what the answer is. No, you better not yeah. ring us on air, though. You'll, yeah, have yeah. To ring, you'll have to ring me at the nursery and let me know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing, I've got one more question, if I may. Yes. Um I'm using the organic echo oil for um, for leaf bud and things like this. Um, but one of the plants that I've got here, it's one of these, uh, it's called Diamantina um, Mandevilla. I don't know whether that makes Oh, yes, sense. yes, I know it, yes. It gets lovely pink or red flowers on it. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I keep spraying it regularly, but I don't seem to be able to get on top of the damn leaf bug. They, t- they constantly have leaf bug on them. Leaf bug. Well, uh, are you leaf- talking scale? Yeah, well, it's not white or anything. It's um, it's more like little dark spots yeah. under, the, under the surface of the leaf. Right. And then the leaf goes yellow. Okay, now that could be scale. Or, uh-huh. or but, and right. you do have to get it under the leaf, the spray. Yeah, but yeah it, spray or, under the leaf. Yeah, but it could also be a fungal disease. Now, oh. they don't like to be overwatered. 
I don't water them a lot. Okay. They're out the front. They get, they get really dry every day at the moment, you know, with the weather. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, I don't really water them that much, no. Well, Rita, you are lucky because you still have um, a couple of real nurseries in your area. I would take some leaves down and show it to them, dear, because yep. I think you're using the wrong spray. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. okay. Yep, yep, that's fine. And also, do I, do I fertilise the, the pots now, the outdoor pots? Is it the time to fertilise Oh, them? yes, definitely. Use yeah. a slow release, something like bounce back. Yeah, okay. Thanks okay. very much. For Thank you time. for the call. Bye. Yep. Okay, bye. And we've got Helen from Walls End, and she's got a question about a plant she's been growing, but she can't remember her name. She thinks it might be confetti bush. Oh, hello, Helen. Hello, Judy, and I know that you've mentioned this plant before, and I'm sure you called it by its common name, which is confetti bush, and oh, it's I... like a, a, the leaves are sort of like a pinky and mauve. And... That's right, pink and mauve and white and green, the yeah. most beautiful little shrub. And when I've, I've mentioned had my it... views, Judy, I've neglected it a bit, so yesterday I got out there and I cut it back a bit, and I fertilised it and, and did all the right things. But I need to know the name of it. If you certainly. could possibly tell me, please. I certainly can. But you know they don't like winter, Helen, so they're no, always a bit shaggy. Uh, it is called Brainia. How do you spell that, Judy, please? B-R-E-Y. Yep. N-I-A. Brainia. N-I-A. Yeah. Yeah, okay, because the label on it... Because I've had it so long, just in you know, just they they break down and break off. They and, do, they do. Yeah, and I had no record, so I just wanted to do that and bring it back because I actually got a little um, when I was fixing it. I actually pulled one piece out and I've repotted that, hoping I can get another one out of it. <laughs> Sometimes they do um, shoot up aerial shoots, though. Oh, do they? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So you know, if it's if it's there long enough, you'll find it'll have little babies coming up in the garden. Okay, well, it's in a pot, Judy. It has been oh, in a pot. Oh, right, okay, yes. Well, it won't, Fine. won't do that then. But I just want to get it going again because it's one of my favourites too, so I didn't know the proper name of it. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. That's okay. You're quite welcome, dear. It's my favourite shrub, so that's how I'm One of mine too, Judy. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Helen. Bye. Bye. Well, we've got Ray now from Taralva, and he's got a question about pineapples. Ray, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and how are you? I'm very well as well. Good, darling. Well, listen, I've been growing these pineapples in uh, in big pots, and uh, anyhow, this time, this year, when it finished uh, with the pineapple, I got four pups off the side. Yeah. And I just want to know, do I tear them off, cut them off, and what sort of a medium, media, medium is the best? to put it in with regards to potting mix or something a bit heavier because when I saw them growing up in Queensland, it looks like they're growing on a, on a, on a gravel road. <laughs> they do, don't they? But uh, in a pot, it's a little bit different. Look, I'd try and cut those pups off carefully with a knife and yeah. hopefully you might get a, a couple of roots with it. Yeah. Uh, because they uh, will have put roots down the pups. Um, but they look, they're very easy to grow from those pups. But I'd use yeah. um, a good quality potting mix, a premium one. Okay, okay. Look, thank you very much for that. That's okay. And all the best. And I hope you See get ya. pineapples. Bye. Well, look, they're, they're nowhere near as big as the ones that you buy in the shop, but 
would taste. They're bloody beautiful. Well, that's that's <laughs> all we want, right? That's good. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks okay, a lot. Thank you. Bye. And we've got Noel from the Central Coast, and he's got a question about asparagus. Hello, Noel. You're growing Hello, asparagus, Judy. are you? Yeah, I'm up to my third year, and I'm yielding them. And um, my question is, I'm getting some that are really as as fat as. I mean, they're the size of a banana. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty fat asparagus. <laughs> they taste absolutely beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's good. Um, Are you wondering about, about the size or? Yeah, well, I've got like 17 plants in a two metre by one metre garden bed. And it's probably, um, it's raised above the ground. Oh, so yes, yes. Um, uh, probably 900 high. Right. Um they're like you know when you're in your first or second year, they you got to let them go. They come up very spindly and they thin. Do. And yes, yep. You let them go to go to well to flower virtually. Yeah. Um, that's what's happening with some of them, but still behind is like um, I'm still getting these massive asparagus coming up. Right. Okay. Well, you is that do. A normal. Uh, Look, normally not that massive, but you do know that they are male and female, don't you? No, I had no idea about that. <laughs> <laughs> they are, yes. Um, so obviously you have the right mix going on there. Um, look, uh, I'm just wondering, though, is it the fertiliser you're using making them so big? Uh, layer of um, cow manure. Yep. Soil. Yep. Um Chicken manure, yeah. Uh, soil, mm-hmm. cow manure, soil, chicken manure. There's about seven layers of it. Oh gosh, no wonder they're going so big. But you know, <laughs> I find sometimes um, uh, chicken manure, poultry manure, it's um, it does have a lot of uh, alkalinity in it and a lot of lime. So you know, maybe it could be that creating the larger, f- you know, the larger fruit. Um, maybe the, uh, because they're now, if the poultry manure is the last layer, maybe change that around next time you're doing it. Mm, well, but um, if, if the asparagus are tasting good, not a problem. Oh, they're, they're beautiful. Oh, there you go. You can snap one off and just hoe into it. <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh, there's that's nothing good. Nothing like you get out of the shop. But, no, uh, no, there's nothing like homegrown, is there? No, no, they're uh, great. Yeah. Um, and just about watering. I don't know whether I'm overwatering or underwatering. Would you say late in the evening or early in the morning? Um, oh, look, that, you know, that's because of evapor- evaporation during the day. Um, it doesn't really matter late in the evening or early morning. Uh, particularly now, I wouldn't water them late at night in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, late in the evening. But now I think it's fine. You know, the weather's warming up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it um, doesn't sound like you're overwatering them because they're too happy. Yeah, they, they're coming up and it's like, but, you know, like some are fat and some are thin, and I'm thinking, okay, why is that? You're saying some are male and some are female? Well, I'm that's... I'm trying to get that now. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, maybe if you do a little bit of research on it, you'll um, see which ones are which. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. 
it's been a three-year project, but um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. But thanks very much, Judy. That's good, Now I'm pleased to hear from you. Thank you. Bye. All the best. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. And Judy, I think we've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Lorraine from Toronto, and she's got a question about poinsettias. Oh, good afternoon, Lorraine. Oh, good afternoon, Judy. I'm just uh, wondering about uh, pruning the poinsettia. I had it in a pot, and we stuck it in the ground last year, and it just went berserk. It's about a metre and a half wide and about a bit over a metre tall, and it's it's just flowered and flowered and flowered. But now it's looking a little bit sick. I just wondered whether it dried off after winter, or is it too late for me to prune it? No, it's fine, Lorraine. Actually, I have one planted in an area of my garden I never walk into, and I noticed out of my bathroom window today it was still covered in the red bracts. They have been magnificent yeah. this winter because, yeah. yeah, but that's their normal time to flower. We cultivate them artificially to sell them in in Christmas, but they yeah, actually okay. they actually do flower in winter. But look, I'm sure it will respond to you cutting it back now. You can't really kill them, uh, but I'd keep the water up to it after you prune it. Okay, and how far back should I prune it? Oh, look. You know, till you can see, you know, you've got obviously got some shoots happening, haven't you? Yes, it's still got red bracts on it anyway. Yeah, well, um, you know, um, uh, you bought it in a pot all, all in flower, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yes. well, they are dwarf poinsettias. They don't get very much bigger than what you're describing. So I'd probably take about, you know, maybe a third of the growth off if that tidies it up. Okay, all right. Thank yeah. you. And and water and maybe a little bit of fertiliser. Um, okay. I, I what sort of fertiliser? Well, for that those kind of plants, I like Flourish. Uh, that's for flowers and uh, vegetables. Uh, it's a very good product. You put it on every week if you like. Okay. Mm, okay. So Thank you. you know, just to give it a little bit bit of a boost, I always think when you prune, you feed. Okay, thank you very much for that. That's okay, and you enjoy it next winter again. All right, thank you, Judy. Thanks, Lorraine. Bye. Bye. We've got Gina now from Cardiff, and you've got a question about aphids on roses. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> oh, Jean, they're a blight at this time of year. I've got them on mine, actually. And oh, okay. Um, I but... just was getting very frustrated because I've tried three different products and they're just back within a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all the lovely new buds they're trying to eat. Um, but you probably used a, a rose spray that's designated for such things. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, sometimes it's a case of spraying every 10 days just to beat their hatching cycle. They right. really are incredible how many babies they have. Right. Okay, well, I've, I have sprayed three times in two weeks, actually. Okay, right. Okay, so you're <laughs> just tearing my hair out. Just don't know what to do next. Um, look, sometimes you have to just change sprays. To be yeah. honest, I use on my aphids, on my roses, just pyrethrum. Oh, yes. Uh, not the rose, you know, the ones that are mixed yes, up for us. Yes. So try some pyrethrum. You know, you need some time to... They get a bit immune to these sprays, so you need to alternate a little bit. Change it around, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome, dear. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.
Jeez, thanks, Gene. And we've got Jan from the Central Coast, and they've got a question about Geraldton wax plants. Hello, Jan. Hello. This is my third or fourth attempt to grow a Geraldton wax. I love them dearly. And all the others have died over the years. Um, I grow flowers to do floral art for needy people. And um, I want this Geraldton wax, you know, in my arrangements. And um, I've been, I gave it some blood and bone before I went on holidays. I've been away for two months. Drove up to Atherton and back in my new motor home. And um, when I got back, it's looking dead, or is it just having winter? Uh, Gerald and Waxer can be tetchy little creatures. Um, I know. While you were away, we did have some really, really heavy rain in the last couple of weeks. I don't know when you came back. Uh, yes. I had a beautiful Gerald and Wax in our front garden at Hamilton South, which was sandy, which was well-drained. They like well-drained soil. Yes, I gave it all that. (laughs) Yeah, and when the Cigna storm happened, um, when we got up in the morning, you know, of course, the garden was floating, and so was the Gerald and Wax, and it just died Mm. overnight. Um, Oh. And, uh, you know, there isn't anything you can do when they decide to do that. But they mm. do like well-drained soil, and is it in the full sun? Uh, no. Uh-huh. It's, it's under a gum tree. Oh, I think the full sun it needs. Right, right. It had been growing really well. Like, I bought it tiny, and then it, it was taller than I am. I've had it for three or four years. Oh, right. But then now it's just... Died, I guess. Well, probably what could have happened as well, its root system might have got more developed and got uh, down into the um, eucalypt. Yeah, yeah, and it's taking yeah. all the goodness, so that could okay. be the answer. But look, Girl, they yeah. they aren't an easy plant to grow. So, no, so I've been finding. <laughs> I'm sorry. But everything else is flourishing, <laughs> and it's just dead. But I would um, definitely try and, and, you know, find a spot out in the sun for it and ooh. make sure the soil's well-drained. For a new one. Um, when I bought it, when I put it, was going to put it in, they said, you know, I told them my history, and they said, um, don't water it, don't fertilise it, and don't prune it. So I'd done that for two or three, four years, yep. and now it's died, yeah. But anyway. You know, too, you have to be careful with blood and bone. Uh, did you put the blood and bone on before you went away? I did. And then it ha- probably maybe didn't have a drink while you were away? Well, I'm wondering about that. I yeah. um, asked the lady who lives across from me in my village to um, put the watering systems on while I was away if it didn't rain. And uh, she was very, very good. Everything's flourishing except that. Yeah, we did have some very dry periods this winter, though. Mm. But um, blood and bone can burn. You just have to be a little careful with it. So you might have been a bit heavy-handed. Yes. Okay, Okay. point taken. I'll try again. Okay, I hope you do. Thanks, Jan. They're worth having. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's Guarding Talk back on 2NURFM. Time for a few more calls. We've got Chevy. From a singleton, they need advice about growing aloe vera. Oh, hello. What can I help hey. you with? Oh, not too. Um, just, uh, I've got a question about aloe vera. Um, my dad has like an aloe vera plant at his joint, um, and I've taken a couple of cuttings, and I'm just wondering how do you go around about if there is a progress of how to grow aloe vera from cuttings and what the right process is. 
Well, you probably need to use a seed raising mix or something lighter. Don't yep. use a heavy mix or heavy soil. But yep. um, it would be wonderful if you could get uh, some leaves with roots on. How big is this plant? Um, it's not overly huge. It isn't just one like a. It's just like in a big pot plant. Yeah. Um. So it is a it is a decent size, but it's not like um. It's not like a big bush type of thing. Yeah, but um, I'd dig around so, if if your dad's kind enough to let you dig around. <laughs> I no, would um, right. just dig it and see if you can get a couple of leaves that have a root attached. But otherwise, yep. when you're doing cuttings, you don't put the whole leaf in. You cut half of it off. Okay. Yep. And you put it side on a little bit into the soil. Yep. But you know they're pretty easy to grow. Although I find yeah, they cool. can be a little bit slow. Yeah, I've been told that they reckon that it takes ages to to, to, to grow because it's sort of like a cactusy type of plant. It is definitely. So yeah. it's meant to be a meant to be a very dry plant. It is. Yes. So yeah. So I'm just making sure that I was doing the right thing because I just I've never really tried, but yeah, I've just read stuff before and yeah. Um, yeah, they said that, yeah, keep it dry type of thing. And, yeah, so I just wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing and yes. what the actual right progress was. Yeah, no, so. no, you're fine. But just, if yeah. you can, uh, go and, you know, try and dig out a couple of leaves with roots on and don't tell yeah. Dad. <laughs> no worries. So roots, so roots is the best one. To yeah, I think so. You Otherwise, you'll yeah. be waiting a while. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Chevy. And, no, and I appreciate no. your call, dear. No worries at all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Okay, see ya. Bye. We've got time for one more call, and it's Jill from Charlestown, and she's got a question about potatoes. Oh, Jill, growing your own. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to. <laughs> I've had eye, uh, potatoes, and I've had the eyes, you know, come up, so I've put yes. them in, in yep. a pot. And they've been coming up. They look very healthy on the top, but I'm noticing now the leaves are going yellow on the bottoms. Right, okay. Now, unfortunately, potatoes like to be in open ground so you can cultivate them. Oh, right. So um, I shouldn't have them in the pot. No, if you've got good soil in, in the garden, I'd be putting them in the ground because you need to, as the potatoes rise to the surface, you need to go and trench and cover them. So, yeah, I did cover them when they... Were third, I've covered them twice right, while they were okay. growing up. Yeah, the, well, the, you know, they're, they're probably just starting to die down. Have, you know, well, how big did the potatoes get? Well, they're only up to about oh, about 10 inches in um, height so far on the stems, but there's no flowers as yet. Right, OK. Well, we'll have to wait till the flowers come and uh, maybe look for a new spot for them and plant them out in the garden if you can. Oh, radio. Okay, and I, I'm sorry, but I know you wanted to ask me about azaleas, but do you mind ringing next week and then you get the expert back on? Scott will be on, hopefully. <laughs> radio. Because we right, have run out Judy. of time, dear. Sorry. That's okay. Well, thank you very much anyway, Judy. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That's all for Guardian Talk back on 2 and you are FM. And Judy Sharp, we'll see you next time. Next time I'm called. All let out of the cupboard. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.